Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we're simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, bike fun. Bike fun? Yes. What is bike fun? <laughs> or perhaps I, I we should like, ask. I like all, all t- anytime you're on your bike, yeah. you're having bike fun. Butts on bike but, is bike fun. But emphasis on fun this time around. Yeah, we've got Chris, <laughs> a.k.a. Fool, here in the studio with us. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Guthrie. And I am excited to be here, and I do love bike fun, so you picked a good night for me to show up. Yeah, we're in the in the just uh, beginning phases of Pedalpalooza, which is Portland's, if you've not heard us say it before, celebration of everything bike-related here in town. So a very good yes. time to be recording a podcast in Portland. My high holidays. Yeah, it's, it is basically <laughs> like the biking holiday. Uh, except it's one of those great holidays that just lasts and lasts and lasts. Yeah. You don't have to focus on one day. You get a whole month for pedal Palooza. <laughs> and, and we're actually, uh, you know, trying to take over the whole summer. So, you yeah. know, bring your bike fun to June this year, but like, mm-hmm. who knows next year could, we could be having bike fun all the way up to the you know equinox in September. So. Yeah. Was it two years ago? The, the hashtag after Palooza was sort of trending. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a thing, and and it's a thing that should still be happening and it, because it still kind of we don't want it, the holiday to end at the end mm-hmm. of the holidays, like the <laughs> the Christmas spirit. Like, can we give all year round? I That's think we right. can. There there are ways to have fun um, and bike fun in addition to pedal palooza. Perfect example is um, I was hanging out in my backyard with some friends and. There just so happened to be a ride going by, and I said, what? It's not June 1st yet. I said, what ride is that? Through the hedgerow, and somebody shouted, the Tuesday ride. Oh, snap. There's there's, uh, plenty of ride to be had. There just happens to be a particularly excellent concentration (laughs) for this month. Yes. Yeah, it sort of comes comes out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. Um, All sorts of creative rides. If you've got an interest of any kind, there is a ride for you. you like art? There's actually a few rides that concentrate on like riding to a place and creating art. Mm-hmm. Right. You like writing with the W. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are poetry, there are writing rides as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um if you like architecture, there's architecture rides. Like you name it, there's probably a ride that would that would suit it. And and if you haven't found your ride yet, make your ride there because you bike yes. fun in Portland is all DIY. Like you know, you you can you can go on the bridge pedal, which some people find fun, but I just find crowded. But <laughs> anything you're into, you make a ride for. Much like you know, make a knitting happy hour and like the droves show up. Like yeah. maybe you just need to make a you know ride about puppies. Spoiler: There is one during Pedal Palooza, but <laughs> there could be more. There could be two puppy rides. <laughs> that, that, I, I'd say it's hard to like cap out on puppy rides. That's that's a pretty uh, be decent theme, I'd say. Yeah. Well, um, w- before we catch up with Chris here and all the fun that is Pedal Palooza, let's catch up on the week, Aaron. Which, ha- by the way, like all the gushing that we've done so far, Pedal Palooza has just started. Yes, and by the time you are listening to this, it may be two or three days after the fourth of June. But you know what? There are still 20 plus days to go ride your <laughs> That's bike. That's right. Get out there. <laughs> so what, yeah. what have you been up to this week, Aaron? Well, speaking of Pedal Palooza, the blessing of the bikes was on yeah. Saturday. 
the uh, and, three days ago. And I realized uh, two years ago, maybe less, a year and a half ago, we finished the Pugsley, Anna and I, mm-hmm. and it's never been blessed. Ooh. So I When I would one typically be blessed? Like what is it is it any time? I, I don't know the rituals. Oh. Like the actual rituals. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's been a tradition pretty much at the beginning of Petalpalooza or like towards the beginning mm-hmm. of Petalpalooza where like some ecumenical body of some kind decides to like put on a a semi religious mm-hmm. open ended religious kind of uh uh Loosely themed. Loosely themed, yeah. It's all kind of tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. I I am um, um, after you. But yeah, yeah, and and uh, I just realized all my other bikes have had gone through this, mm-hmm. and and the kid has not been baptized, mm. and so <laughs> so to speak, and so yeah, went and got the fat bike blessed. Nice. It was it was pretty cool. Nice. Um, Did it feel different? Like. Instantly. Oh yeah, rode much smoother. Yep. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> and did you missing. actually ride over like some kneelers and prayer books on your way through the church? So it's a fat <laughs> that's bike, what we right? Done, yeah, right? Just like, I'm just gonna come through the pews. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have done. No, um, we did go up uh, Tabor, just part of the way, and there's a number of like dividers through the streets, and you know, being that it's a fat bike, yeah, definitely had to had to pop over them. Um, yeah. What have you been up to? I have been a little bit at the grindstone. I'm, I'm actually excited because this week um, I, I was like, oh, I totally want to be able to talk about a pedal palooza ride that I went <laughs> on for the show. Yeah. And I haven't actually had a, well, I haven't made the time to go on one yet, but I'm planning to soon. So uh, I, I'm, I'm just in the, in the final throws of um, getting some skill crush like website learning stuff going oh, on right. so just kind of the final push because I want to um, try to manage that pretty well while pedal Palooza is occurring uh, but this week uh, yeah I would say busy and uneventful at the same time sort of just keeping keeping projects going um, PT is looking good for the back so I, I finally feel like I have a back Yay. again that's that's going very well you ride in the uh the long haul trucker I did ride the long haul trucker I've still been like easing I I'm like you know what I've learned that lesson at least for this six month period of like don't push it so uh-huh. so I'm taking that very much to heart until the next time I forget which isn't yet so I've been I've been still taking a little bit easy on the e-bike but the surly has made several more appearances um for this this past week and starting to bike around town a little bit more get get moving that kind of thing you got like a week before your particular i ride, do which is, yeah or it's, a, oh, it's just one over of the longer week. ones right it's like 10 miles mm-hmm. it's actually gonna be 23 miles what yep <laughs> same, same I, 23 it, it it's never, always... right and it, it just never seems that long i guess yeah <laughs> I, I like to think that's because it's a fun ride <laughs> But it might also be because um, it's hard to tell how far you're going when it's dark. So that's true. That's maybe, true. Maybe there's some of that <laughs> that to it as well. But how 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 confident do you feel about your back for that? Ride? Oh, I'll just take it slow. I'm not okay. I'm not like super worried about it. Like cycling realistically is is good back work. Um, it's I'll need to make a couple of handlebar adjustments likely just to get myself just a tiny bit more upright. Um, I but I have a couple of spacers in the headset to spare, so I oh, think we'll okay. I think we'll be looking okay for that one. All right. And I haven't test ridden it yet, but I will do so before uh, 15th, 
because I learned that's a good idea. Um, so, somebody read those ride leader calendar or uh, <laughs> graphics. I, I, I promise. Um, at least one person. Yay. At least one person did. Well, it's, um, it's one of those things, right, where, um, you know, it, you, you've done this ride for a number of years. So yeah. it's easy to kind of take it for granted. Oh, totally. And, and the route doesn't change. But in right. the same sense, the route changes. Like, I don't change anything about it, it itself goes through a couple of more oh, each year yeah the the infrastructure yeah. Of the yeah like like last year we showed up and i was like oh this quarter mile section wasn't paved before uh and there's a fence at the end of that oh so. yeah <laughs> um you know fun things but i i'd say that's all uh taken in stride we're i i don't even remember now but um fourth year fifth year i one of those basically what i tell people these days is it's a ride that's named after me because four years ago i couldn't think of a better name <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Right on. What or have you been or been able to get on any rides besides the blessing of the bikes? Well, the funny thing is, is uh, blade packing was also that day. Okay. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go blade packing, but I'd at least go like to the start, mm. uh, which for for those of what you is who, blade packing? Yeah, right, right. Who don't know? That uh, sounds really fun. I was trying to think of a better way to say that, like. You know, for those of you who don't know, like like I'm in mm. the know somehow. Mm. I'm not that cool. <laughs> uh, but blade packing, something I just discovered like last week, uh, is like bike packing or mm-hmm. backpacking only with your rollerblades. What? Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric Iverson and his crew and a bunch of people uh, went out. Um, and I'm not sure what park they went to but mm-hmm. one of the state parks uh, for an overnight wow uh, but on my way over there to to their starting point i happened to pass by ej finnerin mm-hmm. you know whose name we read every week uh, <laughs> a, a generous patreon sponsor of the show yes thank you for your support ej um happened to like just pass by him and he was like all decked out in cubs gear mm. And I'm like, oh, he must be going somewhere special. Mm-hmm. And so I like did a Yui and got behind him. Oh, and, nice! And because I was on the fat bike, you lock up the rear the rear brake, and that that big fat tire just squeals on the on the mm. pavement. Does it go it's like? A, uh, I, I actually can't mimic the sound of a <laughs> of a fat tire. Does is it satisfying? Oh, it's very Does it sound satisfying. very pleasurable, and it's very startling to people who aren't. Okay. Uh, yeah, expecting it, and so I, like he, you know, he gave a little bit of jump. And was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Turns out he was leading. He was on his way to leading a ride himself. Oh, nice! So I hung out with that for a little while. It was the biking to baseball ride. Oh, okay, and good deal. He said he was expecting like five people, and I think I counted twelve. So that's not, not so too bad. shabby. Not so yeah, bad. yeah, it's surprising. And this, this I think, just experience from my own ride, like it's really surprising how many people show up to rides. Like you, you can put some of the most obscure things on the calendar and you will get like at least five or 10 people, even if you're expecting almost nobody. Right. I personally, I'm not a baseball person, so I don't know like what the, the culture or what the, the draw the, our local baseball team has, Mm -hmm. but apparently it's enough for like 12 people to show up. Yeah. Well, we're you not know, the Cubs. Seen... We're the we're the Hillsboro Hops. Is that the closest team? No. The oh, Portland Pickles. Really? Yes. So they just uh, showed my in, cards in... about how much of a baseball fan <laughs> right. or a baseball follower. I well, am. I I just learned that like maybe two years ago. Oh, so. okay. 
I was going to say, did you learn it on the uh, on bike the ride? ride? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Th- so I did happen to have a speaker with me. And so I was looking up uh, songs about baseball and I realized my knowledge tapped out at like two songs. Okay. You know, that. that are there. What are John the popular Fogarty baseball tune? sounds or I, songs? Well, so all I know is like the, the John Fogerty tune, which is like center field, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And then various versions of the song it's just called talking baseball okay um there's got to like, be like well fastballs the name of a band right does that technically count no because i think they're named after a drug oh just <laughs> kidding i tried well that's why their songs uh, are so funky not. yeah <laughs> i don't know i think uh what who, uh, who's on first would get an honorable mention oh yeah why didn't i play that Oh, oh my gosh, like blast out the Habit and Costello routine. <laughs> I mean, it's an oldie but goodie. <laughs> right. Good comedy never goes bad. <laughs> I ended up actually breaking away from that ride just because I, I knew I had to get home and do some actual chores. Gotcha. That's the toughest part. That's the that's the thing nobody talks about, about Pedalpalooza. When you're done and you're exhausted but very satisfied and you have to go and face real but life again. you still have to sweep the floors. Well, laundry is the big one, right? Like, right. You know, you can only wear those drawers for so many days before they like stand up on their own and tell you, "Hey, buddy, you better wash me." <laughs> we've uh, we've chatted about this on the show before, like life hacks for laundry. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm still solidly in the if you don't fold it, it's still clean, but much easier <laughs> to uh, never put away camp because they just put it back in the washer. You're good to go. <laughs> I've I've not not necessarily the best life hack, but it works for some. (laughs) I've been tempted to shower with my clothes on. That's legit. Just to avoid like doing that much laundry. I've done that on on long rides. Yeah, yeah. Because like why? Like you're you're just gonna soap up anyway. You might as well get like free laundry out of it. Well, like yeah. After a long ride, definitely I would I would be more apt to do that, especially if I'm like wearing you know I have a pair of like spandex pants Mm -hmm. or like you know not really lycra but a polyester type sure bikey shirt mm-hmm. you know if i had one of those definitely wouldn't mind like washing that while i shower mm-hmm. i um, have heard or or I've, I've done this myself i don't do it frequently enough maybe it's more popular within um very like high endurance output circles but showering with one's helmet about once or twice a year does actually work i found say what so if your helmet, like those pads, if they ever just oh, yeah, get, they get too funky. freaking grody and you're like me and don't want to pay money all the time to put new pads <laughs> in your helmet, taking a shower and just rubbing a little bit of extra soap up on the noggin is uh, a great way to breathe new life into an old padded helmet. I'll be darned. I might try that. Yeah, it's not it's not too shabby. <laughs> it, it's a little disgusting. Chris's but, mind is uh, blown. Also, also <laughs> How many helmets have trick. you or helmet pads have you gone through? Uh well, I uh, used to buy like crazy numbers of nutcase helmets. So I uh, often, you know, just ended up with a pile of extra pads. So oh, I've, yeah. I've gone through dozens uh because I break the helmet or like it, you know, gets stolen or whatever, but the pads are still there. So hmm. quite a few. Um and my helmet graveyard is fairly impressive. Probably oh, yeah? a dozen helmets with some with bunny ears on, Ooh. some without. Like know, enough just... to start a 
uh, art project or or like exhibit collection. Definitely, definitely. And and yes. actually, I my first art helmet was one that I got run over a truck in, and it has a big divot out Holy of it. Holy shit! And I have it hanging over my bed. And the ladies would ask like, "What's up, dude?" And I'm like, "That is the sexiest thing in my room." And they're like, <laughs> uh, "What?" And I'm like, "Damn right, we're talking right now, you see." And because that helmet has a hole in it, my head doesn't, and <laughs> I am still here to talk to you. So that is the best thing in my mm. life. And then I realized like, oh, well, I kind of like you know, not wearing a dirty ass helmet. So I would upgrade every couple of years. And now I just mm. have a big pile of them. Huh. Yeah. I wonder, um, I've seen a couple of examples of helmet art, like, like repurposed helmets for like planters in gardens and such. Uh, no, no clue what the polyurethane does over the long term there, but there's some good uses, good uses for that. And the Portland Art Museum had a big display um, from Nutcase a few years ago that was like, I think the letter P, like on the side of their building, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 50 helmets tall. Oh, nice. Um, I, I don't have a, a picture handy, but I bet if you Google, you could you could you find Helmet Art Portland Art Museum and you'd see yeah. what a pro might do if they had a budget to make helmet <laughs> art. <laughs> or a bunch. Of, yeah. It's interesting, too, because um, I guess I view Nutcase as such of like a, like a Portland or, or like a very like in-house brand. Like it's the brand of Portland. But I never, I don't often consider like it's, uh, function outside of its actual function like i right i would have had a hard time picturing an art display of nutcase helmets but now that you say it like that is uh like our version of the moma except in helmets or something like that like <laughs> it, it can be done yeah absolutely and if you get a chance to go to their office in the ford building they have one of every design on the wall so you can see like their history stretching back in time mm. oh wow man i used to yeah i used to go by there all the time as king of division yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> i i don't know if i could still claim that title anymore we it's been we so did long. technically ride down division once last year on my birthday yeah yes yeah yeah i'd say that that, was... that qualifies okay that, that, <laughs> you've still got street cred aaron <laughs> we got honked out a little but we got street cred that's true well i think that that increases the street cred. oh yeah like if you have no honks you know that either portland has solved all of its problems or you're probably not riding on division. <laughs> um, anyway, well, Chris, thanks for coming on the show for today. Um, as we as we launch into a uh, very lovely and intensive talk about all that is Pedal Palooza, um, have you? So this is this is where. Um, I reveal myself. Have you been on the show before? We've we've had you on. Uh, no, Aaron and really? I have talked about it like five times, but okay. this is the first time we we actually followed through and and i this will be a theme tonight of a f- fool's failure to follow through but um but i'm happy to finally nicely, be here so you're good i don't know if it's it's it should be this particular case it should be strictly on you <laughs> well, or, like or we every could time call it... every time i go to schedule you it's because we're like on a ride together and then of course you know you just get caught up in the like the moment of the ride yeah oh yeah next time we stop i'll, I'll get you and then you know of course we don't <laughs> right and, and yeah but but hey, we made it happen this time. So uh, here's here's an Air Five for you, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you um, have... and it's because we weren't on a ride together when I finally scheduled it. <laughs> True that. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> and and Chris, you play a very special part in Battle Palooza. So um, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and sort of and sort of what happens for your involvement with the Bike Fun Month of Pedal Palooza. Well, uh, sure, Guthrie. Uh, let me start by saying I never intended to do anything for Pedalpalooza. I just came. I moved to Portland to ride my bike 
be part of bike culture. I know Bike Portland doesn't like that that phrase, bike culture, but I, I was seeking that very strongly. Mm. I moved here 11 years ago from Austin, Texas, which had good infrastructure and good biking, but not uh, not a community. Um, okay. And uh, so I said, hey, I, I want to find the people who hang out and do bike things when they're not commuting to work. And uh, so I showed up here, and I was, I'd gotten on the shift list beforehand and knew that there was bike fun happening. And I just said, well, I'm the kind of guy who gets more out of a event when he helps make it happen. And mm-hmm. so I started volunteering, and um, the shift was maybe you know seven years old at the time, having mm-hmm. formed a, after Bike Summer in 2002. And I, you know, I'm starting to get into the volunteering in 2008. And the first wave of people um, uh, was kind of getting tired of having done it for for that long, and were okay. like, hey, this is what we're doing. Someone should do it. Like, I'll I'll help with breakfast on the bridges. Sure, I'll help with the website what do we mm-hmm. what do we need done and and just for our, our listeners what is shift to oh uh shift is uh, a wow i should <laughs> i should have come up with a good pitch before i got here but oh you're good but it's a uh, it's a community uh, organization that kind of uh, advocates for cycling by doing and that's not doing like going to a rally at the uh you know uh, city hall it's more doing in terms of like let's make a cool thing and tell people about it and shift helps people do that okay um yeah and we're it, as an organization shift does like remarkably little we project manage and enable other people to create their events nice uh and and shift's kind of main like thing is pedal palooza and the main thing shift does for pedal palooza is not we don't put on pedal palooza we just you know project manage it we make mm-hmm. a calendar so that people can publicize their events we sure. work with mercury to get the word out to people who aren't on a tiny mailing list or on the book of faces mm-hmm. so just that little bit of facilitation there to kind of close in the gaps and make right. it go smoothly right yeah and there's there's a lot of like more things shift could do so in the past few years we've helped print the banners for pedal palooza so people can fly their freak flag while they bike around or make some stickers uh, there's always been an artist a local artist usually local uh, always uh, small and actually paid for their work to design a poster that usually gets printed in the mercury gets put on the website um, and uh, just all that in the service of like creating a festival mindset so that uh, people can bring their events and then other people can attend those events such as the the guthrie ride or the bike blessing yeah Absolutely. And so for your involvement this year, you were working on kind of getting the website um, circa 2018 and just kind of making <laughs> making all of that, continuing the to push that needle forward in terms of usability and sort of access for it. Yeah. And, and actually, that wasn't my mission so much as okay. like a, a thing that needed to happen. The calendar software um, that we've used up, it's still kind of there in the background, but it's no longer the public face, is, is 10 years old. And it's the code looks 10 years old. Hmm. Um, if you're a programmer, you'd be horrified to hear that we're using PHP with mixed in CSS and JavaScript Ooh. and the database calls are right there in the PHP pages. So it's pretty hard to like break that, parts of it out. No separate CSS sheets. That's some that's yeah. pretty hardcore it's, stuff there, Chris. It, it's, it's old this school. This is something you're like just learning I'm, about, I'm right? inside baseballing yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, I, mean, I, will, I will come back out into the uh, audience. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. Go, go inside as much as you yeah. want. It's, it's, I'll just be over here. It's designed with the, the hottest chops of 2008 when yeah. it was designed. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's it's not that it was done poorly. It's just that it's dated, and uh, it was really hard to extend. Like, oh, let's tie in Facebook. Like, oh, their SDK, yeah, not 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 this decade. Sorry, guys. Um, mm. so, so it's basically getting the site to a point where um, pleasure pleasure to use and and a, a great way to keep that momentum going yeah. with those ri- community ride events. Yeah, and uh, this woman Won Huang uh, came from Boston and saw that we had this great community, but we didn't have a great calendar. 
and said, you know, hey, you look like you're involved with this. Let's fix it. And I said, well, I'm, I'm only kind of involved because I was the last person touching it. But I, <laughs> I do have the keys to the car. And if you want to drive it, she's like, let's make something together. And uh, nice. her crew has put in like at least a thousand hours in the past. Oh, my gosh. I think two and a half years now to kind of make the modern thing that you can see at uh, pedalpalooza.org. Mm-hmm. If you check out that calendar, that is entirely her team's work. Wow. wow. Uh, but it is like magically, and by magically, I mean with great great effort by her team uh, able to show all the old events. So mm-hmm. we haven't lost that history of like, hey, you know, 11 years ago, there was a you know, there was a Guthrie mm-hmm. ride. There probably wasn't, but there was a naked bike ride and there was a solstice ride. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can go back and see like, oh, shit, there used to be three Heritage Trees rides. Where did those go? Like, uh, I guess oh. it's my turn to make a Heritage Tree ride because yeah. there's many fewer this year. There's oh, only snap. one. It's in Vancouver. It's the only Vancouver event for Pedapalooza this year. Oh, Interesting. Um, usually there's a few, but that few has been kind of shrinking. Anyway, um, my, my, my real role in the organization is to do the things that need to be done. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I do in my job and what I do in my life. And so I just started helping, and then it suddenly was doing, and then it was doing by myself. And uh, one was really great and that she came in and, and said, I can project manage a software project. And I'm like, I'm a nerd, but that is totally boring to me. So you go, girl. Um, and she... She led some people to do some great work, and uh, we discovered real quick, we studied at the beginning, um, that the website, 99-plus percent of the traffic was the calendar. Okay. Like, there's a mission statement up there. There's yeah, yeah. there's a historical record of uh, something like 90 move by bikes, which Portland really, like, was a, a leader in the mm-hmm. scene of moving mm-hmm. your house by bicycle for a lot of years. There's a lot of stuff up there that's like, this is cool, but... This is not what people come to the website to see. So yeah. The calendar really is the thing. It's the the beating heart. Yeah, and so that's that's the part that all the focus has gone into. And then we decided, well, if we're going to replace the calendar anyway, may as well like update some content. And um, mm-hmm. we're, we've got a, a CMS set up now, so other Which people is can a, edit it. A, a content management system. Oh, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> a, way, a way for the people to edit the content where go. the nerds don't have to do it for them. Uh, so so, anyway. so you, you can decide what you want to say and how to say it. Yeah, and and uh, that that is, I think, uh, my main goal for a shift for the next six months is kind of getting it into a more community-led state. There were a couple years where it was kind of just me and, and Megan Sinnott and Carl Larson and um, we started doing things kind of by like, this is the easy thing. Let's just do it. And, uh, the, um, the community has responded on the mailing list by saying, Hey, why are things done this way? And Mm -hmm. how do we become part of it? And so that is super exciting to me to hear that the community is basically like got the energy, like, please let's, let's make this, uh, you know, community led instead of, uh, the last dude standing led because that was both tiresome and not, uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, mad props to the the people who did uh, so much work. Uh, Steve Kirkendall, Tall Steve, uh, as you may know him, uh, he's tall, and his name is Steve, uh, wrote the original software and um, all, uh, an army of uh, helpers. Uh, Brian Scrivener, a.k.a. Organic Brian, and mm-hmm. uh, Tom Wilburn uh, were maintainers for a very long time. I just showed up and said, oh, I can... I can do a little more. I can do database stuff. And they're like, well, if you want to, we've just been kind of like limping along. Uh, but I also think that it's important to mention that like shift is more than the website. Like I think it's a community. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the website's kind of our like, you know, most durable output in some sense, as much as bits can be durable. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, or, or the way like the shift is shift is where you go to check out how to plug in. But plugging in, that is the community. It's going on the rides. It's taking part in the events. It's listing your events. Um, And when you're talking a bit earlier, I think you touched on a really um, like prescient point that sort of within 
the generations that you know we're we're talking shift over a period of like 12 or 13 years at this point and one of the things that is really interesting is when you see that little change over and so um, you were talking about being able to resuscitate or keep the archive open and I wanted to touch a little bit on that because rides that were led by certain people back in the olden days that are still here now, there's been a lot of changeover. And, and so I wanted to ask, um, sort of, have you seen any trends within rides for Pedalpalooza of, of ones really keeping that steam going? Or um, what are some of your favorite rides that no longer exist that Ooh. might be good rides to bring up for the future? Because it, there's sort of that passing of the torch yeah. that I think happens between shift generations, if you will. Yeah. Um, one that actually I was never the target audience for, but that people had a ton of fun with was the Ginger Ride. Uh, for redheads oh yeah and that that ride got to the point where they were making like flyers like professional flyers not like mimeograph flyers and uh you know going to going to up to random people in bars and being like hey redhead join us Uh, (laughs) and and uh you know i i I guess perhaps that is in in some senses a a slur but uh, i think it's one of those that you own as a redhead and uh, there were there were hundreds of people on that ride by the time it uh it kind of wrapped and i think it wrapped not because like there were not any more redheads around or there mm-hmm. wasn't the will. It was just that it became an organizational nightmare. And that's kind mm-hmm. of, I think the, the fate of a lot of the, the projects like this, where it's like, if there's not somebody who loves it, like it, it may die if mm-hmm. it takes any effort. So you got the, like the champagne ride, maybe, um, I, I don't mean to, to say that they're not putting any effort in, but there's a lot of rides where it's like show up and drink and that's the plan. Uh, yep. And that's a great ride. I go on a lot of those rides. <laughs> um, but the ones where it's like, I needed to make a scavenger hunt, like oh well that takes like a week I don't I that, didn't that's spend effort that week. Yeah, that's actual yeah. effort yeah and so I've done a few or not actual excuse me that that's doing a disservice <laughs> to drinking and riding <laughs> drinking and riding is effort too it's just effort focused in a certain category right right and I I think that a lot of the like um so some of the art rides uh, Aaron had mentioned earlier so Carrie Bai always led um, mm. some really interesting art rides and she's she's left Portland mm-hmm. Portland in the last couple of years and so Scott Bachelor is trying really hard to keep her spirit alive. But okay. uh, you know Scott's not scary, and so there's there's definitely some um, you know has been a little little shift from the like the the weird and understated to the like amazing and uh, loudly stated, and uh, no, that's not bad. And nobody is like it shouldn't have happened, but like is there still a place for uh, you know the the more heritage trees rides? Probably mm-hmm. um, I, that's one of my favorite things. I'll Palooza is that ride that's like. But what is that? Like mm-hmm. figure drawing on a bike? Can you do that? It turned out that you were biking to figure draw, but then the figures oh, were okay. holding bikes, and it was like, well, that's cool. And then the second year it happened, the you know perverts found out about it. And were like, oh, there's half dressed ladies holding bikes in the park. Oh. I'm gonna come oh, with my no. camera. Like, all right, ride's over. Yeah. Um, and, and, so ugh, yeah, that's too. Um, so I think one of the things that that there's like the sunny naked ride that goes on um so so that's there's one a that, few of those this year oh for sure i yeah. i i kind of think of it as the ride for people that can't get enough of the world naked bike ride <laughs> um but that being said like that's definitely a, a thing that i think the community has like worked to address over yeah. the years uh, especially with the world naked bike ride starting further out of town it used to be such a spectacle if yeah. you will when it was uh happening in downtown portland but i think they've done a really nice job of making it far enough out that the people who show up for that it's kind of like you earn it or you right. really want to be present for that and and um, just not riding past like you know the the sex bar district yep. like really turned it from a you know a, a spectator slash you know 
potential for sexual assault space into mm. a celebration space. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, maybe yeah. the the all these rich neighborhood t- intended yeah. to be anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be clear, the ride has always been about body positivity, acceptance of right. one's self. Um, and you know, for one night, we are just who we are, and that is okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's uh, actually like a, a World Naked Bike Ride is a, a spinoff of Shift, um, and they now are their own project under umbrella because they have pretty unique needs around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually do need insurance, but they don't insure the ride; they they insure the party, uh, like the gathering. Yeah. Uh, but they they have porta potties and they have security guards and um, yeah, they have you know a first aid uh, contingent. So it's like all these things that are like, oh, this this kind of grew up into a. A, a big boy event and uh with the, like 10,000 plus right i mean yeah the, the numbers came be, before sure. the plan but the plan followed on pretty quick right. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's kind of i think that just the natural progression of things is some rides really are are destined for for stardom or or if you will um i think another one that really peaks there are two actually that really have like their full emphasis that occurs during pedal palooza would be the um what is it? The Loud and Lit ride is right, one yes. of those two. And then I think one of my favorite rides, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about favorite or more favorite rides later in the show. <laughs> uh, but the Midnight Mystery ride, like great all year round. Very special for, for Pedal Palooza. I feel like that's always yeah. a really fun one to go on. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as as the guy who, for some reason, um, uh, I'm a little bit um, obsessive in my mind, I love to count the big rides. And I see Loud and Lit um, eclipsing 2,000 riders. Yeah. Um, I was part of counting the Naked Bike Ride for uh, a lot of years. And that when that, actually, that one kind of plateaued. It got it got up to around nine, ten thousand, 10,000. And mm-hmm. it's been, that seems to be where it's going to gonna stick. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the MMR uh, regularly has like a thousand people uh, during Pedal Palooza. My MMR was during December and it had thirty people. Yep. And yep. you know it was like <laughs> it was really cool because it was the only MMR I ever led, and it was grilled by bikes first ride. Ooh. They uh, learned during that ride that if you mount the grill on the front of your bike and you leave hot dogs <laughs> on while you're riding, yes. you arrive to charcoal because yes. they get aerated and that the fire <laughs> was really hot. And but, it was just but, like, but in nope. other words, you're basically responsible for grilled by right? Like that's uh, how it works. Let's just say I was there when it was born. I'm not responsible <laughs> for that. Eric just deliver shaking either. his head. At the, at the stereo right now. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. That's that's uncalled for. Now, uh, I'd like to say that I was I was there when when it was it was dreamed up and tested. Nice, nice. I remember um, my first midnight mystery ride that I led. In fact, the only midnight mystery ride I've ever led. But uh, I like to claim September as it's my birthday month. Um, I, I I just wanted to throw a little bit of whimsy into it, and so I said, "Bring bananas." And it was for no purpose whatsoever, but we probably had about 50 or so people with bananas being like, what do we do with these? And it was just kind of funny because some people would tape them to their bike or their helmet or would come up and ask me, like, does this have a purpose? And I was basically (laughs) like, well, you did read the directions for the ride. Also, we start at midnight, so I'll see you soon. Uh, Yeah, Midnight Mystery Ride. It's, yeah, it's it's a fun one. But that's the thing, though, is there's so many just this outpouring of creativity for this month and and it is focused all year round but i just feel like these 30 days in particular are just such a nice time yeah. to experience that yeah, and, and it's and it's really nice to see that kind of coming back around for this year i do love that all the like regularly scheduled rides don't take a break for Petalpalooza. so we have mm-hmm. things like breakfast on the bridges uh, every last friday actually during Petalpalooza every friday but uh you know you'll probably be more likely to run into it this year when your all night ride ends up at donuts <laughs> at 7am on the steel bridge mm-hmm. 
you know, the Midnight Mystery Ride that you mentioned, uh, the Tuesday uh, Night Adventure. That's, that's every every two weeks. That all year ride round. is kicking. Lex yeah. and uh, the folks with Corvidai Bike Club. Kaka! Yeah, I no joke. Like I, if I wasn't having dinner with some friends from high school that I hadn't seen in about six years, I would have grabbed my bike and just like joined <laughs> in. Off. Oh, totally. <laughs> well, because you can kind of you you get a sense through. Um, like through the window or through the hedgerow, or you hear like, oh, there's a boombox. That that was a boombox. And then you hear like six more in a row. And you're like, oh, that's like 400 people riding uh, by yeah. my house. <laughs> <laughs> and so. if you have a baby, maybe you're a little peeved because it's happening at one in the morning on yep. the midnight mystery ride. But uh, it's going to pass. This too yeah. shall pass. Yes, yes. Um, uh, tolerance in, in uh, moderation. Yes. <laughs> Living right next to uh, uh, Irving, which is a bikeway there in the northeast and in the inner northeast um and it being pedal palooza i get a little bit excited every time i hear like music outside my mm. window there's been this? there's been a few times where the thursday night ride has gone by my house throughout the year and so um i'm kind of used to like seeing bikes or whatever and it, and it being a bike lane um but now that it's Pedal Palooza and I hear music outside my window, I like go running to the and window. And you know, you know. And I'm some sometimes disappointed that it's just a car. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a car waiting at. The well, I guess in Arizona, I, I I have the great fortune on, of living next to one of the city's larger uh, neighborhood greenways. So oh, yeah. as I think I, I guess I just have a higher hit percentage. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. the boombox factor there. <laughs> Um, are there any rides that either of you are looking forward to for this month? Well, uh, despite spending something like 40 hours editing the calendar for the uh, Mercury, the, the calendar is available this week, uh, only until Wednesday. So maybe this podcast won't come out until too late. But uh, also on... Uh, oh, on the, the Mercury yeah, the, at the the, periodical. Yeah, on yeah. the periodical. But also on the Mercury's website as well as pedalpalooza.org. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually read any of the rides. I read them all a dozen times, and then I committed zero of them to uh, yep. memory. <laughs> so like, I, I, know there's a, I know there's 287 cool rides coming up, but do I know what they are? Uh, Chris, it's, it's okay. I'm excited about my rides. Uh, I'm actually really excited about a ride that's uh, tomorrow. So again, uh, podcast listeners, you may miss out. But uh, uh, inspired by uh, by Brock, in fact, the mm. uh, the Tabor stair carry. Oh, yep, yep, yes. I did. I did <laughs> the, doing... the Alameda stair carry last year, yes. and I regretted it immensely. So I have to go back <laughs> for the Tabor stair carry this year. I'm gonna go with a lighter bike and no pannier this time. Though I learned mm-hmm. a little lesson there. So Jump I up. got I got kind of strung into uh, being on the team. With the triplet this year, the triple tandem, <laughs> uh, but our captain caught a cold, so we may not be on a team this year. I are we talking Captain Brock? No, oh okay, no, no, no Josh. Okay, who, who owns the the triplet? Um, yeah, he said I'm not sure if we're gonna do it tomorrow. So now I'm like thinking, well, maybe I can run to Clever Cycles really quick and get one of their Bromptons. Mm. So Would that w- the dudes do stairs? Oh God, I'm not gonna <laughs> line it up, put it in no. high. <laughs> you can take the uh, the payload off, and, okay, and you know it doesn't fold per se, but it does have a coupler. Mm. So you could take it apart and and like run each part up the stairs. It might be a little easier than running the yeah, whole thing yeah. up the stairs. You could break it down, like go DRT style, like anything plays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I figure a Brompton would be great because you know you get to the stair, you just fold it up and carry it up and mm-hmm. then unfold it and go. Nice. I I total segue, but I, I I'm not like waiting for people to crash. But 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 if somebody ever <laughs> did crash on a deuce, I'd be like up. Oh, 
that's a doozy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I would be that person and it would be horrible, but I would only have to say it once and be satisfied that, for the rest of that, my life. Yes. And I hope you'd bring along like a canned rim shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> play on it. Um, other rides that folks are excited for for this month? Mm. I like the uh, the pinball ride. Uh, of course, by by publicizing it, I probably have, have doomed it because there's not any place in town with 200 pinball tables. But mm. um, uh, my friend, <laughs> they're uh, all going to crowd <laughs> into Quarter World, going. Yeah. Ah. Well, there's there's quite a few in Quarter World and Ground Ground Control, but yeah. not yeah, GC 200. recent expansion too. Yeah. So, but uh, that's always fun because uh, you make some pinball Her friends, GT. and I like pinball, but uh, you know it's a little lonely sometimes to like pinball. So mm-hmm. this is a good way to you know make it a social. Yeah. Absolutely. There's some good there's some good pinball here in town. Somewhat related, one of the ones that I'm looking forward to is the Nintendo versus Sega ride. Oh shoot. I didn't even see that one. Yeah. Uh yeah. led by Adam Hurstein. Okay. Um and he's actually led a couple rides this year. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh yeah, I'm definitely on the Nintendo side of things. That's been my childhood. But oh, yeah. <sighs> Nintendo Five. Well, take that, Sega. <laughs> you know, I I can't even think. I guess there's Sonic. I was gonna yep. say I can't yep. even think of a, <laughs> See, a character. Here's, here, here's but, my point. You can only think of one. <laughs> you know, Nintendo. You got Link. You got the Marios. You mm-hmm. got Ocarina. Uh, Punch Time. Out. You got yeah. See, see. Crash Ladies. Bandicoot. I mean, come on. Anyway, we're we're not biased. I'm not biased. <laughs> now, now that I've mentioned it, the people are going to come out in droves. Yeah. They'll, they'll come represent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're bring it, Sega. <laughs> it's 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 all in good fun. Even though yeah. one console yeah. eventually won out, and the other one is just a dearth of time. <laughs> there is a Nintendo versus Sega ride. Wow, I'm going to make a lot of enemies tonight. Yeah. Um, no, I I I'm console. Uh, Console neutral? Yes, console neutral. Uh, and, and I can be so I've because... I've since graduated to PC, by the way. Oh, yeah, there you go. The, yeah, we, we won't get too much into that. <laughs> I think... So, So I, I think I can remain control, console neutral. Thank you. Uh, we should mention our beer sponsors, by the way. By the way, yes. <laughs> um, As you're slurring over your words. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I broke my retainer this week. That was going to be my news. Oh. I have, like, a bottom retainer, and I, I just crushed the the hell out of it. Because uh, because uh, retainer boxes are too bulky. Like you expect ah. me to wear this uh, two inch by four inch con like thing that keeps like this little tiny piece of right. invisible plastic. I I can't do it. So I break them every now and then. Uh, yeah. uh, that that's my like super exciting news for the week. Uh, yes, consoles they're all good. I think I grew up playing whatever my friends had because we never owned a console in my house. So I, I'm console neutral by definition because if you've got one, I'm happy to play it. Right, right. <laughs> so, so I think what Guthrie's saying is next year he's going to lead the Atari versus Intellivision ride. Exactly. Ooh. I'm yeah. going to come represent Coleco, uninvited, <laughs> yeah. but still awesome. And, and then we're going to go like um, indie independent game developers from Japan in the 1980s for a little bit of like cave story and we'll we'll just work our way in it from there. This yeah. is quite the tangent, but does anyone remember the Commodore 64? Oh heck yeah. Oh. I best arcade game music ever mm. out of any console. Like I eight, know eight bit I is know 8 bits totally it back. It is. I know like music has gotten better and there's like some cool orchestrations happening. There's a lot of money going on in in the gaming world mm-hmm. and in the industry. But man, give me like 
Commando from the Commodore 64 or like Blue Max or, or one of the themes where like someone is attempting to emulate a violin sound, but mm-hmm. it's just like this horrible saw wave. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, Beautiful. I love it. So it's when you're faced with limitations or restrictions, you one must get creative. And in that yes. regard, they got really freaking yes. creative. So uh, pl- pleasure, pleasurable experiences. So, all so actually, what we need, uh, we need uh, us, we need a listeners. console ride. We do need like a, a vintage video game ride. Like, make it yours, right? But that that there's a, there's a gap here to the bike mounted C sixty four. Obviously, we're missing something. <laughs> I mean, this this is this is. Let's go do it, Portland. Come on. Yeah, I might even do that ride next year. Heck, I'll adopt it. Um. So a couple of rides that I'm looking forward to coming up on the calendar is the has have you have either of you been on the Skyline Tavern Tuesday ride before? No. no. I mean we've done this ride, right? We've all ridden up to to Skyline mm-hmm. for some reason, yeah. but this is with the with the posse. This is this is um by former uh uh actually a coworker of mine, Sam Applebaum is putting on the Skyline Tavern Tuesday and it's kind of a standing invitation. Uh but this it, it's a swell ride. Just basically, like everything that that basically riding up through Forest Park, taking it mellow, hanging out at Skyline Tavern, having a beer, maybe not. That's okay. Bombing down Germantown at about nine o'clock. Yeah, like everything you could ask for in a in a pleasurable evening afternoon experience with excellent conversation. I am very excited about the Skyline Tavern Tuesday ride, and, and I believe he does this every week, every two weeks. Yep. Like it's a yeah, regularly scheduled. It's a thing. it's a standing invitation. Yeah. Um, in the in the off season, aka non Palooza, he still often does it. Um, I will confess, I've not been on one recently. Uh, but when I saw that on the calendar there, I was I was very excited to like see that ride. Your chance. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's every weekend or every Tuesday of Pedalpalooza. So if you don't catch it by this airing, there should be a couple more to tag on to, and uh, hope to see you there. Another ride that looks really, really fun is the Prince Forever ride. Yes. And this is there a David Bowie be ride one, this year? There is not a David okay. Bowie that I know of. I was looking of. through, and I was like, what? Where's, now, our, where's so, our balance here? So Bowie versus Prince, um, that ride finished the year that Prince and, and Bowie died. Like um, The okay. organizers decided like that would be their last year. And... Um, to their to their credit, like they had been thinking about that for a long time. It was just yeah. becoming kind of a logistical nightmare. Uh, and that however, was the brainchild of Lillian, Lillian Karabek, and uh, Diablo. Oh is yeah, yeah, all yeah. I'm gonna say Dirty Diablo is yep. what he goes by. Great uh, sound system. Yes, <laughs> love um, his rides. But last year and and again this year, I guess Diablo still just he. He wants more prints, which mm. I, I will not fault him for. <laughs> and I think that's a that's a cool pattern that Pedal Blues has encouraged is the 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 music musician versus ride. So you know Bowie versus Prince maybe being the classic, but we yeah. also had uh, let's see this year I think we have uh, uh, Beyonce versus Gaga. Yeah, mm-hmm. ver- that's actually a second year. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year was the first one for there's, that. There's one. been like a Diablo's done a DMC ride, mm-hmm. DMC versus mm-hmm. BC yeah. Boys. Yep, yep. He did uh, a. Uh, a grunge ride too. That was a really enjoyable oh, yeah? one. Yeah, I think that was four years. Goth ago ride now. was just yesterday. Oh, I nice. Believe. Yes, I that okay. one. Yeah. There's also a ride on the calendar. Uh, this is getting into like very much personal interests, but uh, <laughs> the bookstores less traveled ride. Oh yeah, that looks like a really fun one. And that and that's kind of what I'm what we're getting at too. Is there you you can make it as inane as you want to, 
and there will be people that show up, mainly me for the bookstore list traveled <laughs> to. Um, but it's a neat ride that sounds like it's going to go. I mean, everybody or many people, I should clarify, uh, know about Powell's City of Books. But guess what? There are other bookstores in Portland as well. And this is kind of a neat way to sort of go around, sort of see what's out there in terms of the Portland market. Yeah. And I thought that one was especially clever since it starts across the street from Powell's. Like It is clearly <laughs> not at Powell's. If, if you don't, aren't seen on the calendar, it's my bad editing. They're like at that crazy statue mm-hmm. of the dangling the sculpture oh, yeah. across from Powell. Do not go to Powell's. We'll not be in Powell's. We're I here saw, for the no. Powell's No Powell's ride. Oh, yeah. That's across the street. Yeah. Because, no, when I clicked on the map, this was like early on, like in when the the calendar i think was first published online i think when i clicked on the map it took me to powell's originally or maybe mm-hmm. i wasn't looking at it yeah, that, that may have been the like the address and the, right. the detail was like actually across the okay. street uh, mm-hmm. right on. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited for that one i mean i i'm i'm i have many inroads with powell's but i just like the fact that there are also other bookstores around like we'll drop in uh jane and i to pretty much any bookstore we see because right bookstores are cool heck yeah and reading is sexy so <laughs> there you have it yeah um i see on on our notes here the david lynch ride mm-hmm. and i totally forgot about that courtesy that, of armando yeah. yes uh, last year's sort of uh, spokesperson of pedal palooza yeah, he's <laughs> he's still a rock star just yeah. he's out there biking and promoting bike fun every day he's he's one of those doers who's like i'm not necessarily like <laughs> you know a part of shift but i am around and i am yeah, Make, making fun happen by mm-hmm. virtue of showing up for all of it. You yeah, know? he's that's... very much like uh, an encourager or mm-hmm. an enabler, even. Yeah, but, <laughs> or yeah. Enabler. a pusher, even. I, I, don't I, know. I would even <laughs> venture to say, if you've not run into Armando on a pedal palooza ride, do yourself a favor and go on one of his rides. They are just a absolute gem of an experience. Yeah. Um, always love the rides that Armando puts on there, yeah. and he he puts a lot of effort into them. So they're they're not just a like, all right, we're gonna ride around and drink beer ride. It's a great ride. The champagne ride, great ride for what it is, but like his his will teach you something and and will have. I wouldn't be surprised if you do actually go find an ear in the grass yeah, at the yeah. park or <laughs> the, something. The, severed, right? the actual severed ear in the thumbnail should be a tip off that there's a little bit of uh, behind the scenes yeah, effort yeah. put into this one. So, Hopefully, no like you know unexplained murders, but maybe some investigations. <laughs> well, it is David Lynch. I mean, <laughs> like a deformed baby or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Throw well, some eraser head in there. Um, last year it was just the Twin Peaks ride, mm. and mm-hmm. he gave out different prizes. Like one prize was the Diary of Laura Palmer. Um, someone published like you know an authorized mm-hmm. diary of. Uh, one prize was the best friends um, necklaces mm-hmm. that you know was prominent in the first season. Very thematic. Yes, yeah. and Anna and I got those, and we wore those until we got a rash on our <laughs> on our neck. Like you know, it's just like this. You know, I don't think it was even gold plated but oh, okay like gold i was picturing like a candy necklace, necklace or something yeah. <laughs> 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 they were they were real necklaces yeah, but yeah. like you know our our the oils on our skin and the metal like mm. they eventually mm. like, just <laughs> decided to not play well together interesting <laughs> but we still have those lockets nice yeah yeah super fun rides i think i think i've um i've got to put a pitch in for one that i've not had a chance to go on in the last two years but it's hands down ooh, uh, I'm getting to it. Hands down, one of my favorite rides in Portland, 
the No Hand Olympics ride. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, Hands uh, down your favorite, huh? <laughs> it, it's uh, basically folks go up to a park, you set an obstacle course, and then whoever can ride through that the fastest without touching their handlebars is the de facto winner of the 2018 oh, No nice. Hands Olympics. Yeah, that's actually a, an interesting ride. I started that ride uh, six years ago. Are you kidding? No, I, I, the... I don't know if I called it the Olympics. I think I called it the No Hands Derby. Wow. We, we had three competitions. We had the off-road competition where we so rode on I'm, the... I'm sitting here in the flesh with the creator yeah. Yeah, or the it's, genesis it's, of. It's conveniently like been passed down several times. Mm-hmm. Like I did it one year and I was like, this is hella fun. And, and some people are like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> and so uh, I tried one more off pedal plus. That didn't work out too well. We had two people show up, so they both ah. came away with the prize. Hey, first and second place, who can argue with that? Yeah. Uh, but then the next year, uh, Carl uh, Dawson decided, he's like, so are you doing it? And I'm like, uh, it was okay. And he's like, no, it was the best thing ever. And he like carved <laughs> these like massive wooden medals. Uh, I mean, they weren't metal medals, but like, uh, you know, things yeah. on a chain that you medals. got for, mm-hmm. for winning. Mm-hmm. And it's now been passed on to yet a third person. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's super one legit. of those rides where it's like someone likes it and somebody else is, I like it enough that if you don't do it, I'm going to. Yeah. Right on. And that's, that's kind of that taking of the torch, right? Like it, these things are very passable. If you um, express interest in all one has to do is put it back on the calendar. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a interestingly like a, a point of some contention. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so Lillian uh, Karabek was out of town for one of the Bowie versus Prince rides. She lived in Germany for a while and it's like, well, will it still happen without you? And she's like, well, oh, I see someone put it on the calendar. I guess it's happening. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if, if you're taking over something that, that was there already, maybe, maybe like maybe worth reaching out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, since we got the whole calendar history, you can find out who did it last year. There's contact mm-hmm. info mm-hmm. for all those ride leaders. And, in case you can't find it, you can get in touch with the Shift website admins, and we will facilitate a connection for you because we don't we believe in that history, and we right won't on. like out your email address, but we'll like forward messages on for people. So mm-hmm. don't don't worry that that history is alive; it's not dead. And speaking of the Shift website, I guess now would be a good time to let everybody know what the Shift website is or where one might find yeah. that. Uh, so Shift Two Bikes dot org. Uh, they can use the number two or the word T-O, not the word T-W-O. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Well, you could try it. It just won't go to our website. Um, and, and the .com versions too. But uh, that's where the, you'll find the, uh, the calendar as well as some of that historical data. And right now there's a bit of a, you know, a renaissance, as uh, has been mentioned with the calendar. But the website itself is also getting an overhaul, like getting brought into the... Yeah, it's looking maybe, really maybe good. Maybe the 20th century. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, getting more maintainable so that like oh hey we should have a page for the sprocket podcast because it's promoting bike fun in portland like y'all can contribute one and there it'll be it's not mm-hmm. uh, it's not so much like a cabal of people who are deciding the content anymore so so on that note and i'm, I'm gonna inside baseball for like 15 seconds tops is it on git can people contribute? Um, that is where the new version is. The, okay. old, the old version is there too. It's just not deployed from that. Ver- anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. The the source code is is intended to be open, and the source code for the new website is is not just open to you know downloads and contributions, but has that content management system set up, so you don't even need to know what the fuck it is to contribute to the nice. new website. Oh, that's good because I don't. Excellent. <laughs> and if that didn't, if that did make sense, you're also okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's. Um, uh, I don't know if we're going to talk more about like the future of Shift later. Now is maybe sure. a good segue. I think now is a good time. <laughs> um, uh, one of the one of the things that I'm most excited about uh, this season is uh, a lot of new energy we've seen around the community and getting more people involved. Um, you know, uh, it shouldn't be a website that some dude updates. It shouldn't even be a website that some group of people updates. It should be for the community, by the community. And mm-hmm. uh, 
in the larger mission, shift uh, itself is is undergoing a, a a shift. Oh gosh, that got a little <laughs> cyclical. Um, some shiftception up there into uh, <laughs> into more of a community run organization. So um, mark your calendars now, the thirty first of July, um, to have a discussion about forming effectively like a board of directors that will guide shift wow. into a brave new era of maybe you know having a code of conduct and having mm. a committee that decides where we appropriate some of our funds or you know hopefully don't misappropriate them and uh, mm. you know as much as everybody loves being part of a community or a committee uh, maybe not but the community needs some participants to to really like uh, you know show up and have opinions and debate things and make decisions as mm -hmm. a consensus organization rather than uh, well whatever gets done gets done which is where it's been for a long time mm -hmm. And that was that wasn't necessarily by design. It was just sort of like by accident. Yeah, you know? pretty pretty much. It was like, oh well, you you can do this. Like I could, guys. Where are you going? Hey, <laughs> right, hey, come back. Uh, you know, and and Carl Larson moved to a new city, so like he has a pretty good excuse. No, everybody who has put any effort in, I'd like to praise because I right mean, on. it's mm -hmm. a shift has been long pitched as a duocracy. Like the people who show up make it happen, and uh, there's always been people showing up, and we've been better and less good about you know getting them involved and so there's a concerted effort this uh this season to kind of like roll over into something where there's 10 people with their you know helping make it happen rather mm -hmm. than one or two and so in terms of the future of shift two there has been i think a little bit of a sense in in the rides that are published and everything that goes on uh in terms of bringing in the new generation or, or continuing to make shift attractive to all um, in terms of the board of directors. So, so what's the sort of focus on equity and, and really making sure that this is accessible to all? Yeah. Um, the focus is kind of still going to be a little bit duocracy, like those who show up, but um, my, my vision and my vision isn't the one that writes uh, the future um, is that everybody feels welcome to show up, and so part of that is just going to be like, let's have civil discourse. You know, let's 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 be inclusive by the nature of the way we do this. Okay. Uh, you know, hey, you're here. That means you care. That means your opinion is valid. Um, let's give you let's give you the floor. Let's let's hear from you. Let's hear what you want it to be. Um, and definitely been you know some you know all. Almost all of the people I've mentioned, uh, with the exception of, of one, are white dudes. So it's definitely got that lean uh, in its history. But I'm looking forward to like, hey, who can who can show up? And and uh, one Huang has been a great advocate for like, let's you know make sure that we don't make this space like you know. Um, Central. Feed, yeah, I mean, just like ma ma make it inclusive. And mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be taking a lot of uh, guidance from her and from anybody else who has like an opinion about like, hey, we need to do better about preventing, uh, you know, sexual harassment on our rides. Um, you know, the um, Portland Urban Biking Thursday Night Ride Group has gone through a lot of talks about that kind of thing. And I think we can we can learn a lot from like mistakes made in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The language this year has changed a lot. And not not to say that the language last year or or in years previous were lacking, but it does seem like inclusivity and equity are way more in the forefront this year than it has been in years past. Yeah, I I think that's just people that's what people are talking about and so that's the that's the signal I want to boost is like yeah. I I want there to be like a 12-year-old on the board. I, I don't want it to be, you know, all people who've been doing this for 10 years either. Right. It's it's not just about like, oh, let's get, you know, women of color. Let's get underrepresented people. 
Uh, there was a great, there was a guy on uh, this ride I went on on Sunday. Uh, it was a, a group ride. Well, a group of four of us rode to uh, Gateway Green from Peninsula Park for the Mountain Bike Festival. And uh, the, the fourth rider was a guy who isn't really a mountain biker. Uh, he's just like, I just like pedal palooza and I like riding, but I have to go volunteer at the VA center because I'm a veteran and that's my uh, primary identity. Uh, and he actually, you may have met him at the baseball ride if you went to the start. Yes. I, okay. Yeah, I know Paul. what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And uh, I was just like, you've got a unique perspective. There's not a lot of veterans in our community. Like, I think true. you should lead a ride. He's like, well, I don't know about that. I'm like, well, just go on a bunch and lead the ride that you think is missing. Maybe, right. maybe it is a ride to the to the you know up up the hill to OHSU area to volunteer. Maybe it's just like a a ride around memorials to be like, hey, yeah, World War II sucked in these ways, but like let's you know say thanks for today. I, I don't know what it yeah. looks like, but like I want I want those kinds of voices. Um, that you know the the people on the um, adaptive bikes. Um, I would I would love you know somebody uh, like Zed Sonder who's like bikey town aficionado like he gets around almost exclusively by by the orange bikes and it's like oh well you've got a totally different perspective than the you know people who have 10 bikes in their garage uh, Mm. which i neither confirm nor deny is me (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know get some tall bikers in there doesn't you know yeah let's 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 open the dialogue is Mm -hmm. kind of my goal i i don't have a a horse in the race except for (laughs) please uh people help but (laughs) i would like it if the people were diverse yeah and so it's open to that it's it's recognizing that that is something that has needed attention and is working to focus towards yeah and i i I hope that by you know intention isn't everything but i think it's the first step to yeah actually having a an open dialogue and open door yeah well chris thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure to have you this evening well it's been fun for me too so would you like to hang around for our uh our mail and otherwise? Uh, sure. I, I think I might uh, crack uh, this beer from our fine uh, sponsor, Anchorage Brewing Company. S- speaking of sponsors. Yeah, we we kind of teased that, and then I, I realized we'd never mentioned their name. It's true. I was too engrossed at the time. <laughs> but I've had a good Stone Impeach double IPA in me. Yeah. Because they have a great logo. <laughs> and uh, we'd just like I to say I love that thanks. that's the way you choose your beers now. It's, I mean... Here's here's the all beer in Portland is pretty damn good. Like you can pick up anything off a shelf. Chances are you're going to be happy. Every now and then it's like, yeah, might not get that again. But I think logos are are a fine way to choose uh, beer yeah. here in Portland because you know what? Um, if it looks pretty, it drinks well, and uh, it's, doubtful, it's a good way to it's go. It's doubtful you'll be disappointed. Exactly. Yeah. And and who could be disappointed? Uh, if our, our 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 generous sponsors, <laughs> the beer mongers on Southeast Division and Twelve, are so nice to give us beer every week, we appreciate that so much for the ability to um, provide beer for our guests and also to have them as part of our show. Right on. So thank you, as always, and especially today, to the beer mongers. Uh, yes, and that reminds me, they have a thing going on as well. Uh, not necessarily Pedal Palooza related. Um, oops, it's going to take me a second. Oh, go ahead and pop it. Oh, you need a corkscrew? Go ahead and pop it. Pow! Yeah! Ooh. That was a natural cork. What are you having over there, Chris? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Guthrie, for bringing this. Uh, this is... (laughs) Uh, by the Alaskan Brewing Company, or sorry, Anchorage Brewing Company, not the Alaska Brewing Company, separate uh, company. The the beer is called The Ghosts in Their Eyes. It's a Brett Ooh. IPA, I guess, by Brett. 
but uh, the art is indeed fantastic. There's a woman <laughs> screaming, and there's a reflection of the skull in her pupil. Ooh. It's crazy. That one, that one just jumped off the shelf. <laughs> the beer mongers. So what they got going on on the 13th of June? Not necessarily pedal palooza related, but if you happen to be riding by, you should stop in at the beer mongers on June 13th. It is PDX Beer Week, by the way, um, and on that night it will be Burial Beer Company night. And what they say is Burial has been crushing it on the other side of the country. Um, they're from Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, nice. And we couldn't be more thrilled to host them. And they've got a long tap list of saisons. Let's see. There's uh, sour with orange peel. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's just all sorts of various kinds of couple. Oh, wow. Three sours. You got um, a saison, a brett ale. I guess maybe that's like a, a, a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Brita- I, I always pronounce oh. it wrong. Bretiamenses? Pretamienses. Oh. oh, yeah. Somebody will write in yeah, very this, frustrated this, at my this pronunciation. This says it's a Pretite Brett Ale. Anyways, all sorts mm-hmm. of selections from uh, Burial Beer. So June 13th, if you're in the area of Southeast Division and 12th. Check it out. Check it out. Um, and I'm going to announce a secret Palooza ride, and I call it a secret ride because I never published it yet, <laughs> uh, or at least in time. And it's the last day of school ride. Ooh. Um, last day of school, I am done driving the little children around, and I am going to ride my bike from work down to the Beer Mongers on Southeast oh, Division nice. 12th. Um, I will have the route. Uh, somewhat published on the shift list later okay. tonight. But will you blast schools out for the summer the entire way <laughs> the, down there? Yeah, I'm going to now. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, so I did that once with the baseball ride. I had like one song on repeat and I was like, okay, now it's it's just a psychological experiment and see who like complains. And I, I actually was the first one to break. I turned it off. I couldn't handle it anymore. Hmm. But yeah. Um, I, I played that game. So from up on Marine Drive, uh, although they probably wouldn't be cool for everyone showing up there, so I will choose another start point around there, and then I will make my way down to Southeast Division and 12 for a drink or two because it's the last day of school. Oh, and school is yeah. out for summer. <laughs> nice. It's never too late. That's the cool thing about the shift calendar. You can add a ride even though it's already happening. Even though, yes. Yeah. And and hey guys, that website is open year round, so don't guys and gals, don't hesitate to add your rides for July and beyond. After True Palooza. That. Yes. Yeah. I mean besides just the the every week rides, we got the, you know, the MMR and the uh, Corvidai Club rides and the Thursday night ride. There's there's room for many many more and uh i encourage you to check out some things that are are on the calendar just in the winter a puddle cycle mm-hmm. uh, by oh, the toms yeah. yep the yep. toms tom mctye and, and uh mctye puts on a great ride shoot, i forget the other tom's last name now i think it's how how tom how yes thank you uh well i guess we should go on since we're talking about dates and events and whatnot what do you mean that we should move to we should maybe go to our. I love, I love, I love, I love don't don't ever use that. Actually, I just don't don't ever use that. 
Don't don't ever use that. What's that, Tim? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it the first six times. <laughs> the second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. And the second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. The second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. The last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And every second Sunday of every month in Portland, the Corvidae Bike Club Ride. Ca-ca! On All June right. 5th, the Mount Tabor Stair Carry. So that's part of Pedalpalooza. We could re- we could read all of Petalpalooza's calendar. Should we do and it that? Just, oh God, no! <laughs> it would just take wait. Us all no there. challenge but... accepted. <laughs> uh, we're gonna need someone with a better auctioneer voice. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna need a longer outro. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but this one in particular, because it's led by Brock Dittis, uh, our executive producer, executive um, Mister Executive Producer. <laughs> that is bike to Mount Tabor. Carry your bike up some stairs, bike to the base of another set of stairs, carry your bike up some stairs, rinse, repeat, till you get to the top. I feel like queuing some of those like 50s uh, public service announcements, like, what's better than a good stair carry to help a healthy soul? Here's here's little boy Jimmy working his bike oh, yeah. up the stairs. He's a, he's a contributing member of Pedalpalooza. Uh Partially inspired by a film by bike film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on June 13th, the Burial Beer Company Night Out at the Beer Mongers. On June 15th, the Guthrie Ride. June 16th, Ravello Third Anniversary. On uh, June 23rd, the Petal Pedal. And if you register and enter the coupon code SPROCKET18, you will get a discount on your registration. And June 30th through July 1st, what is it? Is it a bike party? A bike show? A social mixed terrain ride? It's Ride High Fives Show and Tell Bike Party. That was, that was pretty good. I, I practiced <laughs> this week. August 19th, the Portland Century. And September er, <laughs> September 2nd, the Tour de Lab, where you can also receive $5 off your entry with code SPROCKET18. September 8th through 9th is the Bike MS-150. September 22nd, the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race in Lowell, Massachusetts. And it occurs to me, we haven't really put the call out for calendar editions in a while. Mm. So, listeners, if there is something going on in your area that you want uh, listed or want us to read uh, on the show, feel free to email us at thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com or... Call or text to 503-847-9774. Let us boost your signal. Let us help you get more people on your ride. Or at least you'd have a fun time listening to us make an ass out of ourselves trying to read your event. Either way, consolation prize or otherwise, <laughs> send us your ride. <laughs> hey, there's some upcoming film by bike dates. It is Albany, New York, July 22nd. Seattle, Washington, and Vancouver, Washington to be announced. Arcadia, California, November of 2018. And Bendigo, Australia, October 2018. And now for... What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. Circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as it can.
from executive producer Brock Dittus, 10 annoying things cyclists should stop doing. So he sent this to us and said, like, what was it? Like, let's let's hear your opinions on each mm. of these. Okay. Um, My opinion is top 10 lists are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listicles. As, as clickbaity as they have proven to be. <laughs> Shall, uh, sorry, shall we read number one here? This, this by the way, comes from a site uh, or, or a blog titled Map My Run, so that might also inform the perspective of the writer. Hot pizza! <laughs> Hot pizza! <laughs> yes. Uh, so, number one, promote an elitist culture. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. cyclists mm-hmm. should not promote an elitist culture. I Which is exactly what Pedal Palooza... Oh, yes, sorry. seeks to not. I was going to say, if you've been listening to this episode at all, you would think, yes, that is not what we're trying to do. Um, wheel sucker strangers. Have you ever heard of this? What is wheel suckering? So it's a fancy way of saying drafting. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, hmm. So both of these things are not things I've really encountered much. I've been drafted before. Really? Yeah. I've, yeah, me too, man. Maybe you're just riding too slow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always my fault. Yes, it's, it's best when they're drafting you downhill, and you're like, "What?" But uh, oh, oh, there's a stoplight. Okay, look, we're both at the same stoplight now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's if you draft, um, please know the person you're drafting off of, and, and at least announce it so they're aware that you're yeah. like, right up their butt. Like hey, drafting, drafting is acceptable, <laughs> and then if if somebody jumps or like crashes, you probably know they didn't want to be drafted off of. Just don't yell hot pizza. Exactly. Uh, Shout out to episode, I can't remember. I don't even remember it's what somewhere episode there. that was. Uh, Easter egg. Number three, this one, this one bugs me just by title alone. Mm. Disobey traffic laws. Because that, th- it seems to be a lot a Aaron, lot more loaded in there. Than, Aaron. Yes. Why do you all cyclists right, just keep on blowing those traffic lights? Just like, blowing I, those traffic lights. Why, right? why do, answer to me for all hundred plus thousand. Ah. <laughs> uh, Flashbacks. No. <laughs> um, yeah, bike apologists in the crowd. Uh, we are human. We all make exceptions. We are as capable as anybody else as breaking and or obeying laws. And it is a different form of transportation. While on some level, all the same rules do apply, on a practical level, they can't all apply. This is and where there, this is where my finger goes up, and I say, "But on principle, but on principle, <laughs> right?" But there are times in which, like, maybe rolling through a stop sign might actually be safer mm-hmm. than stopping and standing and then going forward. I know that sounds counterintuitive. Ludicrous. A, a little known fact: the Portland Police Department once gathered some pedal palooza uh, organizers and said. You know, y'all should really treat yourself like a semi truck. Mm. You don't stop halfway through an intersection, so your ride is actually a unit. Mm. You should just roll that stop sign. Yeah, yeah. And we said, "Can we get that on tape?" And they said, "No." <laughs> I... But it was said in front of a lot of people. So, so apparently, and I've not seen this myself, so I can't verify. But there's a officer training video that was circulating through Portland that talks about if a cyclist rolls up, does a legit check left, right, forward, that if they roll it, just let them through. If it's huh. a safe intersection, again, I've not well, seen this video, but apparently one exists. I'm jogging my memory. So don't but sue us. Didn't Thanks. the law change where you could legally roll through? 
Like the Idaho stop? Yeah, essentially. Not, not in Oregon yet. No, no I don't no, think not so. Yet. Yeah, BTA, BTA, aka Street Trust, pushed it three times, I believe, uh, but didn't quite make it through the okay. state legislature. My, my understanding right now is that the the minimum stop is two seconds. So mm-hmm. you can probably do a track stand for okay. two seconds. Yeah. I'm, be legal. I'm, I'm a personal fan of the Caterpillar, where the first person does stop, but you time your back. And so you're going by the time the rear catches. And if you're kind of middle pack, you never have to worry about right. it. Right. But yield to pedestrians. I mean, that that's I. So this is oh, where Guthrie sits definitely. on. I I'm a man of principle in some regards, and I'm like, you know, if you are on foot, you should be able to walk wherever you damn well please. That includes me stopping for you in okay. a crosswalk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. most vulnerable roadway user gets most protection, right? Right. Amen. Right? Amen. That's the way it should be. Roll with it. The one with the most potential to do harm should have the most responsibility and the one that is See, most revo- this most is what listicles do to us. <laughs> <laughs> we've, so we've I taken don't know stances. if we'll get all the way through, but uh, number five, there's another one. Ride without a helmet. Hey, it's your head, friend. <laughs> it is, and also, like, why make that your issue? Like, you're going to judge people that don't... I, I don't know. I, helmets, well, cheap, brains, expensive. You can make also that Also true. I mean, but as a runner, like... The lack of helmets on bicyclists really upsets me. Mm. I think that's what this <laughs> yeah, website is saying. It's kind of okay. <laughs> okay. I've not thought about it from that perspective. Also, also, shouldn't runners also have helmets? How fast are runners going? I, I, there are definitely Usain Bolt runs way faster yeah. than I ride my bike for but like a. I, I say that yards. for satirical purposes, <laughs> by the way. Please don't write in. <laughs> I run and I'm not going to wear a helmet. I know. I understand. I'm just mm. pointing out the absurdity and practicality. The. Uh, so this is where I wonk out. Yeah. Uh, it, it's actually almost impossible if you have um, good body health in terms of like normalcy for joints and such. If you fall oh, from a standing me. position, uh-huh. uh, you actually almost can't hurt your head. Uh, like you can bump it on something sharp, but if you like general speaking, just fall yeah. onto the ground. Oh, we're gonna get so many emails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like physically, if you're if you just generally if you collapsed or you fainted, for right. example, like there's very little chance you'll do damage to your head unless you hit an Almost object in, a way in like the your middle of doing so. Skeleton is designed for that. Yeah, yeah, fainting. You know, wear those helmets if you want to. Don't if you don't like that. That's your call, but make that decision for yourself. Uh, number six is. Way over my head. Tighten bolts on a car- on carbon parts without a torque wrench. What runner I... is sitting there watching people bike past and saying, "Oh, I bet this they didn't use a torque wrench on their carbon fiber." <laughs> uh, also, don't clamp carbon fiber in a bike stand. I don't know. I could come up with a couple here. Sure, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on the topic. Number number seven, I can really get behind. Don't mm. turn the commute into a race. Mm-hmm. Don't turn your commute. Well, on. clearly you're not going to win, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why no one drafts me, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're getting to the deep truths here. <laughs> um, it does kind of bug me when like, um, I'm at a stop sign and like there's somebody clearly behind me, mm-hmm. and. There's plenty of room in the intersection to go through, or or there's not enough room in the intersection to go through, and they blow by me. Or there's plenty of room in the intersection, mm. and they don't, and they wait till afterwards. <clears throat> Anyways, I know that bugs me. I what I, what bugs me most though is just like I don't know. Going fast is cool. Going fast is fun. I like doing that. But your commute and when you're commuting with a crowd of people, I don't feel is really the time to do that. I I, I don't, don't know. 
No, you're it's, good. It hit me with like. I, I, I got this. I got this tagline I use when somebody on a bike buzzes me because I'm like, "Hey, we're on the same team, right?" But that's right. not what I say. I say, "Your convenience does not trump my safety, ah. mm-hmm. motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> the the last part's important. The last part. Yeah. Um. I. So that actually reminds me of something I. I do take slight umbrage with. Yeah. What is acceptable behavior? And I think the what is it the bike snob kind of put a, a term or a label to this, which I'm I'm forgetting right now. But the instance in which you're just you know biking along, minding your own business. Let's say you pass a couple people, no big deal. You roll up to a stop site, and those same four people get right in front of you to queue at the light, uh, and you're like, guess what is going to happen in the next thirty feet here? Yep. Yeah, like I understand that you feel like that's okay to do. But if I'm going to pass you in 30 feet anyway, let's just queue in order. Ah. There is a line. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've read that same article. I don't remember the term <laughs> either. Uh, number eight, this is another one that's like kind of on principle. I agree with the sentiment. Mm. Uh, ride at night without bike lights. Um, I think I think we can all agree that bike lights are necessary. Mm-hmm. I think it's more in the bike community, the blink versus no blink. Like that's oh, what that debate within the really bike defines. Yeah, that's that's exactly. a big debate, right? Yeah, you, you can tell that's this is a runner button. article. <laughs> Heart, hearts out to all but, runners. But honestly, the people that I've encountered who ride without lights are generally people who could otherwise not afford a light. Mm, yep, um, yep. And that's that's part of why, like, I kind of chafe whenever somebody talks about like requiring a, a certain set yeah. of lights or, or or for licensing bikes. Yeah. Or for licensing or for like, charging you know. a fee for bikes sold over X amount of dollars. <gasps> in Oregon. Oh, that hits. That hits hard. <laughs> uh, all right. We're almost done here. Be unprepared for a mechanical failure. Come on now. Well, you know it's the runner's problem when the bike yeah. breaks down in the middle of the <laughs> then, right, right. I don't know about you folks, but when I go running, I bring a couple of uh, spare tubes <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Actually, you know what? So here, here I, I'm going to – this is my one and maybe only pro tip for Pedalpalooza. If you want to be everybody's best friend, bring tubes that aren't the same as the <gasps> tubes on your yeah. bicycle. Um, in fact, right now, I could cover you, if you're a 26 or a 700C, anywhere from 19 to 35, and you would be golden. If you want to be, like, not a ride leader, but you want to contribute to group rides, bring more tubes than you have for your bicycle. Yes, and maybe nice. a pump and an Allen wrench. Yeah, all, those all help, too. Things. Absolutely. And a first aid kit. I mean, you can go crazy, but, like, I there's a few things yep. mm-hmm. that could help somebody else. And let me tell you, it's awful sexy when you put a Band-Aid on somebody else. That, for and, the bike and that could be oh 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 <laughs> that could be the story you tell your grandchildren i don't exactly. know <laughs> uh, yeah but in the meantime i don't think it should be a requirement to go out and ride mm-hmm. like oh for sure it's yeah. it's more like that it's that icing like, on the I'm top i'm sorry that it's annoys that you mr runner mr runner that like this person went out but maybe they they well, maybe they're you... a beginner cyclist maybe like they're just yeah. getting out and they didn't know like that oh tires go flat pretty easily sometimes but, or but also like i just curious how many runners have been accosted by somebody demanding that they fix their <laughs> bike tube like you bike, help me bike shops love that that's how you yeah, that's I, how I you kind stay of wonder in business if it might be the uh, like hey stop walking in my running path with your broken bike interesting but I, that's that's what like i wonder stretch. what the source is but <laughs> if you're on your feet you're a pedestrian uh, okay, so last is go cheap on your cycling shorts. Well, who wrote this article? This, 
Like <laughs> this sorry. screams this screams of privileged white male right here. Interesting. Honestly. I Just, see an Under Armour logo. Yeah, like, let's look what's at the sponsor there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh, I see what's this, happening. Yeah. I don't know. We don't necessarily need to go into Point detail. 10. We're moot. moot <laughs> absolute moot point. Moot point. Okay. Cycle I mean, in whatever let's, you want to wear. Let's, let's talk around the table here. I don't know about y'all, but I don't wear spandex. I wear street clothes. I don't own spandex, I, and I, I don't yeah. judge those that do. No, it's fine, but you don't need it is the point I'm Sure. Making. Oh, No. I, that's like, that's what, so talking about like personal, um, like theoretical contributions to how cycling is perceived. I actually make a point of not wearing spandex, not because I dislike spandex, but because it's so nice to say or to interact with anybody in general and be like, yep, you can wear whatever you want to wear. It's okay. Yeah. And, and if you, you want to wear to great. check out my junk while we have this conversation. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, just kind too. of my like tertiary benefits. <laughs> aesthetic like objection. Yeah. Bike bike in what you want to bike. Bike on what you want to bike. Bike. Enjoy the experience. Don't let people judge you. If you need a chamois short, go ahead. Wear yeah. your chamois shorts. Mm-hmm. If you like riding in jeans, Go ahead, ride yourself in jeans. No more gatekeeping. If you, if you like, yeah, if you like your your gray sweatpants, ride in your gray Hell sweatpants. Yeah. And if you're in the state of Oregon, if you don't want to wear any clothes at all, that's legal. Just make it some kind of political protest. The judge will totally <laughs> yep. thumbs up that. Absolutely. Well, that brings us from our headlines to. Oh wait, one more piece in our headlines here. Oh yes, that's right. Kind of, kind of headlines slash. Slash uh, call to action. You send us your stories, people you met on the road, and talk about them with Annalisa and Eric of Miles of Portraits. Uh, call us eight at 503-847-9774. And folks might remember Annalisa from an episode back in September. Uh, she's working on a series documenting everyday people that one would meet on a bicycle and through the lens of photography and everything else realistically so if you have a memory or a story that is brought to the forefront of your mind through thinking back upon your touring days or just interactions generally that really just sticks with you as a as a formative experience go ahead and call and let us know we'd love to talk about it with annalisa as part of their and eric as part of their new project for miles of portraits from alaska we got mail All right, so we just got one piece of mail, and and I anonymized this because um, the person said, uh, at the fear of being moonyized, mm. I I don't want to. Uh, I I would rather you not necessarily read this on the on the show. However, mm. I think we can make an exception if I don't say this person's name because I think it's important to read and give advice. Yeah. So from Mister Lean. Hey, guys, I was just given a set of his and her 1960s Raleigh three-speed bikes that paint-wise are almost new. Could you give me a recommendation for a shop that knows how to bring them back to life? They haven't been ridden since my wife took the ladies' bike out for a spin in 1985, and I think I'll need to find a graybeard who can help rebuild the Sturmy Archer rear hub. Ah, if Chris Nelson was in town, I would totally, like, send him your way. Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, There's a few shops, but he's around. not in town. Uh, so my first, 
my first guess, and this isn't because like they help pay my rent by way of paying my lady partner's wages. Could I jump ahead but, of you and oh, say that yes. I too, what that that was my first thought? Actually. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, no joke. okay. But it's because I know that they do actually work on Sturmy Archer mm-hmm. hubs. Uh, that would be clever cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, many of their of their Bromptons actually still have Sturmy Archer hubs on them, and many of their full size bikes also have Sturmy Archers. As as someone who works at another bike shop in town, I can tell you that through trial and error, and trial and more error, the resolute place to get Sturmy Archer things fixed is Clever Cycles. So I'm I'm happily endorsing that as a recommendation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Like if it's Brompton, if it's Sturmy, and we don't want to order something literally from the UK, Clever Cycles is where <laughs> you're gonna go, and you're gonna find that as a resource. Right on. My, my Sturmy was installed by VeloCult, who's also oh, a yeah. very Ooh. big respecter of go. the vintage bike mm-hmm. thing. So you want to take your vintage bike there and get some like crazy out-of-date part. Like No brifters are going to get put on your 40-year-old <laughs> bike. So that's that's another option. Yeah, they, they yeah. got quite the museum. Yeah, and their, it, it's, shop, it's a bit so pricey, they but they, they, are, they are about the accuracy. When I took my bike in for a restore, he's like, well, is it a... Fifteen hundred dollar store or a five thousand dollar store, and I said, "Well, do I am I drinking the expensive stuff? No, it's the <laughs> it's, still, it's still pretty, but he didn't like repaint the frame and put new stickers on." Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sky and his crew do a great job over there too. So absolutely excellent recommendation. Well, that was it. Another that show was, that was that was all all we got. Come and gone. Chris, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us. That was super fun. Thank you all. Oh, yeah. Really glad we could make it happen. Let's let's do it again next year, and we'll have a retrospective on like how Shift has changed. Mm-hmm. And then also, real quick, just for anybody that didn't catch it through other periods of the show, where can people go to find bike fun in Portland or be inspired to bring a little bit of bike fun home to their communities as well? Shift is a community of bike funists, and our website is at shift bikes.org Thank you so much. You ready? Let's do it. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. Thanks to sustaining donors Logan Smith, Shadowfit, Katharina Mellamgard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lane. Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish. Matt Kelly, Eric Wise, Todd Parker. Dan Gebhardt, who a time, time traveler. traveler. Dave knows Chris Smith. Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. Anna, thank you so much. By the way, Drew the Welder, you know what for. Anna, I'll be home soon. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. That's the same line. John Wasserman, <laughs> Andre Johnson, King of Division. Josh Zissin, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who sits right next to me. Hello, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite, Mackners, David Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Roy in Michigan, Michael Florney. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Mr. T, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran. Thanks for doing a ride earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchison. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan 
Tam. Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing. David Moore, Todd Grosbeck. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, Chris Barron. Sean, Sean Baird. Baird. Oh, that's Simon. Easy. Gregory Braithwaite. <laughs> Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna. Matthew Ricks. <laughs> and Marshall. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. <laughs>